Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mm, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He did go up there, Rabbits. Yes, yes, it feels like so long ago that I've been behind the microphone, obviously, uh, you guys know about uh, last week, but look, it's great to be behind the mic again, uh, recording podcasts, vision is a little scarce, so there could be a few ums and ahs, there could be a few pauses here and there for me just to, to regather my thoughts, but it's Monday, you know what that means, it's uh, it's recap time, a week that, yeah, look, we, we were hammered by injuries, weren't we, um, up until Thursday, there was news coming left, right and centre that players were down, look, we, we lost Cleary, we lost Pap, there was a thought we could lose Jordan Ricky as well, but Look, it really tested the depth of a lot of sides. Um, I honestly feel that anything over 1,100 this week was it was a good score. Anything north of 1,200 was phenomenal. But it looks to be the par was around sort of 1,050. For you guys that um, that didn't jump on the O'Sullivan train, um, yeah, look, it stings. Especially for myself that I was so high on him, I was happy to bring him in and didn't. I ended up getting Ryan James in and putting the reserve on him, so that, that really stung copped a 20 AE from uh, Jason Saab, and then obviously the reserve of six on Ryan James. The Eisenhoods finished up on 1,065. I still think the Titans game might be updating. I'm not too sure at time of recording. It is currently 20 to 9 on Monday. But yeah, look, it's um, this new update schedule is a little bit weird. They're doing it all at once by the, by the looks of it, which I'm happy with. Uh, in years gone past, games would update and then have to be re-updated. So look, let's just get straight into it. Um, yeah, it's one of those weeks where I think a few a few pods really helped you this week, and you'll see that by the, the team of the week um, that comes out, and you'll see it by the top scores of each position as well. But on Thursday night, we saw a grind fest between the Panthers and the Storm. I think there's really only three men to touch on here. Kirk Capewell obviously got that really nice try to, to break the game open. Uh, he ended up with a 95, so the guys that persisted with him from last week when he had a, a poor week... Um, were were definitely helped. Uh, a try in round one, a try in round three to help his average. You're going to get a, a nice price rise out of Kate Well, dual position as well. So really good for him. On the Melbourne side of things, Cam Munster, 86. It's probably one of the best on, on the field, uh, in my opinion. Just w- was in everything. And if you don't own Cam Munster, I think it's a very scary time to, um, to be watching the Melbourne games because... He just looks like he could go off at any time. And another man that um, that played well and, and really reaped the rewards for owners was Brandon Smith. Uh, I know I, we touched on him last week. Got a few questions in the listener Q&A asking about selling the cheese, but uh, I said if you if you held him for, for the first two rounds and you hold him for round three, I really hope that you guys did because the 77 is really going to help that break even and it's really going to help that overall. Oh, this next game... 
The Dragons 38, Manly 12 was a tough what game to watch, in all honesty. I mean, I uh, I also had money on Manly to win, which was, I guess, stupid in hindsight, but look, the Dragons played well. Um, they're showing better form than I think everyone expected. I think a lot of people had them for the spoon, but two wins in the first three games. Um, Manly, they, they look at all sorts, don't they? Uh, the shining light for them was, was Josh Schuster, wasn't it? A cheapie that is pretty much a buy next week if you're going to downgrade someone like a Matt Moylan um, or if you want to take a punt on Jacob Little and dump him and, and move Connor Watson around via Jules. But it looked 90 for Josh Schuster and 88 for Ruben Garrick and 85 for Daly Cherry Evans. Uh, cheapie lovers were, were rewarded with a 65 from Dylan Walker, which was always um, good that he bounced back and, and got a good score. But yeah, look, manly, that there wasn't too much to cheer about here. Uh, it, it's, it's pretty grim times. But as for the Dragons, Zach Lomax continues to show why he's one of the best centers in the game very very good under the high ball a great kick target uh, close to the line Corey Norman had a had a real throwback game uh, he's got 85 don't know how many people would have been having Norman in their side but if you had him as a pod then this week was a great week for you guys Matt Dufty another one of these really quality fullbacks that we have to choose from that's probably a little bit too far down in the pecking order in a stacked position scored 76 uh, Tarek Sims a 74 Guys that held Jack Bird were rewarded with a 71 as well. So, look, a couple of big scores from this game, but uh, I think the talking point is how poor Manly are going to be. Look, they they need Tommy Turbo back, but I can understand why they're not going to rush him in. I think the original diagnosis was four weeks, but I would be very, very surprised to see him come back before, I would say, at least round five. Then we see the Rabbitohs defeat the Roosters in probably the game with the most talking points, wasn't it? Um, this might have a big repercussion for super coaches. There's been many, many discussions on how the Roosters are going to shuffle around. Are we going to see the debut of Sam Walker? Are we going to see the debut of Joseph Sawali? How are they going to go without Lachlan Lamb or Luke Keary? Obviously, Keary's out for the year with that ACL, which is horrendous. Um, we wish all the best for, for Luke Keary. I know that um, that super coaches is, is some people's life, but at the end of the day, it's just a game. These players help are the most important thing. And for anyone that brought in Kiri this week, obviously it's it's devastating. Uh, it's two trades you have to burn to, to get him in, then get him out. We'll make, I mean, one good price rise, but unfortunately, like I said, out for the season. But the start of the show here was Cody Walker, wasn't it? 95 points, had his hand in everything. With a very, very good draw coming up, um, I wouldn't be against people ripping their sides apart. In order to get Cody Walker, um, I've experimented with that idea myself. It's just going to come down to suspensions and injuries. Uh, another guy that I've been heavily, heavily liking this year is Dane Gagai, 89 points. Um, this is a guy that has a 40-point base, um, busts a lot of tackles, basically just a cheap version of Luma, in my opinion, and also in this south side with incredible attacking upside. So an 89 for him. Latrell Mitchell had one of those games where if you didn't look at the Supercoach score, you would suspect he would, would have went for 100-plus, but only a 67 for him. I mean, Latrell just keeps pumping out these kind of numbers, doesn't he? Um, looks to have a much better floor than last year, and unfortunately for Supercoaches, he isn't dual-position center wing, which would make him a genuine must-have, but looks still a, a great pot option. Uh, Joe Arrow, 63, really coming into his own in this role for the south side. Uh, on the Roosters side of things, we have CRC Watakiaho with 79, their top scorer. James Tedesco with a 74. A lot of controversy around Tedesco, whether he would pick up a line break or not. Um, as much as I did, I, I do death ride Teddy, you guys know that. I didn't think it should be a line break. Uh, a little bit of inconsistent scoring um, would have made that happen. We see this all the time with, with kicks and players that drop the ball and other players that pick it up. 
Look, if Teddy intercepted that and scored, then yeah, I would consider it a line break. But the fact that it was off, off broken play, me personally, I wouldn't have given it. And it was good to see that it wasn't given. Uh, the man that slotted into the into the halves once Kiri went down, Joey Manu, 61. Look, it's going to be a roll-on effect, isn't it? What, what are we going to see from uh, the Roosters and how are they going to perform with no halves? Is Sam Walker going to come in? Is Manu going to come into the six? Is the center spot going to open up? Or Look, there's so many repercussions that could happen. Angus Crichton's first game back after that suspension, 59. Look, I think you'll take that as Crichton owners. He looks really poor uh, on the night, but still pumped out 59. And Cecily Tupanua scored a 50 without any attacking stats, which is kind of what we expect from Tupanua. If you brought in Brett Morris um, off the back of his first two weeks, this is kind of what you expect from BMOs. Um, without the tries, you're going to get sort of low low 50s, high 40s, and you got 45 on, on the day. So, look, you, you ride that wave, and as we touched on, Luke Carey, 33, will be out for the season. Probably the most controversial game of the round, but also the game of the round. The Raiders, 31. The Warriors, 34. Um, look, I didn't watch any Saturday footy. Uh, I had to go back and watch this game because everyone was talking about it. But yeah, what a game. What a game from both sides. It was a game of definitely two halves, as much as a cliche that is. The Raiders just looked home and hosed at halftime and didn't want that halftime siren to come, and it came, and the Warriors just lifted and came back. Uh, star performer of the week, Cody Nicarima, 134. Uh, fantastic game in round one. A very, very quiet game in round two, but backed up with a phenomenal round three. Paired up by his captain, Roger Tuovasa-Shek, with that match winner uh, on the defensive side of things. Coming from nowhere to, to knock the ball loose. Tohu Harris continues to just be Tohu Harris, 87. I was worried for him at the start of the year with the workload with this Warriors pack, but looks like that Nathan Brown's just calling upon him even more to lead these guys around, and he's quickly becoming... Um, just a guy with that has a, has a 55 floor and a ceiling as, as high as we, we can go. Another man with an incredibly high ceiling was Adam Fenua Blake, 82. Another great pickup for, for you guys that, that did. Ben Murdoch-Masilla, 76. I think he's on the cusp of getting if he's going to get the start. It's just a competition between him and Bally Sirenen. Wade Egan repaid the faith for owners that if, they, if they held him this long, a 72. A Sean O'Sullivan, a rookie... 70, a guy that we spoke about before the game started when it was confirmed that uh, Shanil Harris-Tavita would be down and he was named, like I said, I was I was on the O'Sullivan train and then pussied out last minute and didn't get him and then obviously brought in Ryan James and copped the AE. On the Raiders side of things, Ryan Sutton, 113, brought into the side by Ricky Stewart last minute. Uh, this was a game where they were hampered by injuries, so rotation was a little bit out of the whack. You'll see some guys here that, that scored high that no you don't really expect to score high. I think there was a fair bit of rotation happening. George Williams uh, continues to be probably the best backup halfback that isn't named Nathan Cleary with a 94. Josh Hodson, another one of these guys that if you picked him from round one and you held him, he repaid the faith this week with an 88. Uh, Jordan Rappiner with an 87 as well. Uh, Soliola with a 72. And then we just moved down to the 60s from there on in. As for the repercussions of this game, uh, Sebastian Chris uh, was brought into the side, um, even though he was dro- not dropped, but but moved to the bench because Jared Croker's return. Jared Croker, in his first game back, scored a 47. A lot of people were looking at him at the start of the year because of a, of a reduced price. Bailey Simonson just continues to sort of pump out 30s. We're waiting for these attacking stats to come from Bailey, but 
for now, like he's he's a, he's a guy that you know we're going to get, and you're happy to take it with a 32. But yeah, the big talking point here is is probably one of the most popular buys of last week. Ryan James only scoring a five. Time will tell what's going to happen with the outfall of this of his concussion. If any news has come out that I haven't seen, I apologize. But yeah, it's it's a it's a case of what's going to happen with Ryan James. Do we have to to dump him after only bringing him in a couple of weeks ago? Uh, we'll have to wait and see. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The next game saw the Brisbane Broncos rack up their first win of the season against the Canterbury Bulldogs 24-0. The Bulldogs look in dire straits, in my opinion. Like this, The attack is just not there. It's really, really troublesome. A man that I was very, very keen on to bring in, but didn't because based off the, his future draw, Jermaine Asako, 114. We spoke about him all preseason and being a great buyer for the price. And uh, yeah, look, 114 was, was phenomenal. Uh, back to, back to back 99s for Xavier Coates and Herbie, Herbie Farnworth. That um, that back line was humming for the Broncos. Unfortunate, uh, popular cheapy Tessie New didn't get in on the action, but a 39, you'll take that every day of the week. Tavita Pangai just continues to pump out fantastic stats for reduced minutes at an 82. As for the Bulldogs, we see Adam Elliott top score with 79, and there's not much else after that. Corey Waddell replaces Raymond Fartal Mariner with a 55. Jack Hetherington just continues to pump out mid-30s. Jake Avarillo scored 32. Uh, that's that's phenomenal for him based off what he's performed. And um, no surprise here, but when the Bulldogs didn't score a point, Kyle Flanagan doesn't score fantastic either, only scoring a 13. We see the Parramatta Eels take on the Connell Sharks. Uh, top scored here for the Eels with RCG, obviously crashing over that try, which really helped. But Regan Campbell-Gillard, 97, uh, great game from him. Not too sure what kind of relevance he has moving forward. People want to jump on Paulo, then they want to jump on RCG. So it's one of those ones where it's a little bit inconspicuous. I think uh, he's a great draft prospect, but as for classic, I wouldn't still be going near him. Uh, near Kore slots into the centers again. Wanga Blake um, was left out of the side again. Uh, he scored an 89. Really, really solid. I think um, he doesn't he doesn't help Fergo uh, as much as we want him to, but he still helps him more than um, Wanga Blake. Clint Gutherson, 87. Uh, Gutho took over the goal kicking with Mitch Moses going off with his HIA. Blake Ferguson, 84. I want to touch on Blake Ferguson a little bit here. I brought him in, and a lot of people questioned why I brought him in after bagging him last week. I bagged him last week because I thought it was a poor purchase last week. If you're going to buy him, you either buy him round one or buy him round three. I don't think you should jump on a guy that, that needs tries against the Melbourne Storm in the pouring rain. So that's why I wasn't a huge fan of the purchase last week, but definitely with the draw Paramount I have coming up, I think he's a really good option moving forward. As for the Shark side of things, no one top 65. Uh, Aaron Woods and Toby Rudolph shared honours with 64. Matt Moylan had a really good game with 52. Unfortunately, I think he's on the chopping block for me, though. I need Josh Schuster, and he's the only one that I'm happy to make way for. But apart from that, the Sharks are only scoring four points. It was a tight game until sort of the end. Um, but yeah, look, it's uh, it's one of those games where we didn't really expect them 
to win one. I mean, I didn't. I was very happy to take Parramatta um, at the line. I think it was seven and a half. But as for Supercoach, uh, yeah, some, some good performance here from the Parramatta side. Not so much from the Sharks side of things. The first game on Sunday saw the Tigers upset the, the Knights at Newcastle 20 to 24. I think the, the standout performance from this, and I posted this on my social media, Connor Watson. Um, people want to bag bench players, but we need to remove the stigma around that. Connor Watson provides more off the bench than anyone does on that night side uh, that, that starts. So I'm happy for him to come off the bench. He'll still be staying in my Supercoach team. He just is so electric around the ruck. 104 for him, 103 for Tex Hoy, 81 for Frizzell. Another solid game from Jaden Bradley, 78 and 77 for Mitch Barnett. Rounds it out, 76 for David Clemmer as well. Uh, look, the Knights, I think um, the man that is going, I guess under the carpet. People aren't going to talk about him. But it was Shibasaki. People want to hang out Dominic Young all they want for, for the loss, but I think Shibasaki had one of the worst first-grade games of football I've ever seen. And I think he's escaping a lot of criticism. But, yeah, look, unfortunately for Dom Young, he, he copped a lot of this, and I don't understand why. As for Supercoach, he got, uh, he got a 34. A lot of that was just in workload. If he continues to play for this Newcastle side, he's a very, very good prospect that I love. Um, you guys that have followed the page from day one know how much I've talked about Dom Young and hopefully he, he holds his spot in this side but with Bradman Best coming back in I would say a couple of weeks uh, it looks to be about a, a four week process who knows what happens as for the Tigers there wasn't any standout performance here no one went over 100 Adam Dewey went for 90 Lothal Lim went for 80 Luke Brooks went for 67 shout out to Brandon Savage from the Savage Turbos who has Luke Brooks and defeated me this week in head-to-head in the Turbo Hemi Cup, which is the little podcast league that we have. All the podcasts are in a comp together. Um, I, unfortunately, went down in my first week. Uh, yeah, Jason Saab, 20. Ryan James, 6. Really hurt me. Uh, Saab had Fafita. Saab had Luke Brooks as well, who's a, a good pod move that scored him well. So, look, yeah, disappointed not to get the, the two points this week. But um, as for the Tigers, a couple of 60s. Stefano Otoimakanu, 64, with a, with a fantastic breakaway try. Dane Laurie, 62. Looks to be a borderline keeper, in my opinion, in your center wings. I think uh, there's no need to, to look at getting him at any time soon if he's going to be so focal in this West Tigers attack. And the last game of the round saw the North Queensland Cowboys get battered by the Gold Coast Titans, 8-44. to David Fafita, like we just touched on, 112 from him. I think the question is now being posed, is David Fafita a must-have or is he a luxury trade? Because we know if he doesn't get these these tries, then probably 50 is his, is his sort of score. But he's similar He's similar to a, to a Tedesco, isn't he, that he gets a lot of quote-unquote tackle breaks from just sort of skipping across the field and sticking his hand out and a guy just sort of brushes past him. So, look, if he's going to continue to rack up those kind of um, evasive stats, then yeah, he's, he's, he's a must-have in my opinion, but still priced at, at a reasonably, um, I think he was 550 before price rises. I'll be interested to see how he goes up after this. Uh, Philip Sami, 107, uh, look, showed in this game why he played Origin last year and a lot of people laughed at, at the selection but he's a quality damaging ball running centre AJ Brimson came back with a 91 a double for him tipped him to go over 100 we just missed on that one unfortunately Mo Fodawaka come off the bench today but scored a try to get 84 uh, Tyrone Peachy also got the start and got 79 
Corey Thompson continues to go underrated with a 73. Uh, yeah, real puzzling as to why the Tigers let him go. He's a guy with a lot of heart that, that can provide a lot, and the Titans swooped him up, and, and yeah, he's providing them well. As for the Cowboys, um, Tuolangi with a 71, Val Holmes moving back to fullback with a 70. I think we're going to get a good little uh, price downgrade on Holmes, then we can look at maybe getting him in that centre wing if he continues to play fullback when Tamalolo's back. Mitch Dunn with a 55, but apart from that, there wasn't much to talk about for this Cowboys side. And that wraps it up, the round three recap. Uh, like we said, I think I got about 1,000 and 65 i'm not too sure what's going to happen with the rank i think it might go down a little bit a lot of these pod teams will skyrocket that scored over 1200 but um yeah look it's a long game happy if i'm sort of in and around that that striking distance for the top 1k injuries suffered a lot this week um i'm not going to stress too hard and you guys shouldn't either you're going to get a fair bit of troops back next week but um yeah i think the big talking point is what's going to happen with this 18th man concussion laws because we're just seeing more and more HIAs, and I understand we're, we're taking player welfare more seriously this day and age, and I'm all for that, because we don't want to see our players' brains turn to mush, but yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what Volandis does with the, I guess, n- new talking point about this 18th man, but um, yeah, for now, keep your friends close, keep your pods closer, and Teamless Tuesday is tomorrow. It rolls around so quickly. That's all, folks. 